Welcome to the Hurtship Podcast. My name is Sitzke Kazimir, and in this podcast, I'll be exploring the power and, dare I say it, joy of middle management. Middle managers are best placed to see the reality of an organization and to create movement within it. I'll be sharing stories, practices, theory, and insights. The Hurtship Podcast is your weekly reminder to seize the opportunities of the power of the middle. If you came to this episode today to hear more about mastery, then I'm afraid I have to disappoint you. Even though I was planning to speak about mastery in this episode, I've decided that there's another topic that wanted attention. And that's a topic that's very much related to the elections which are taking place in our country this week in the Netherlands. And the notion that with elections, it's quite noticeable how people either talk about their disappointment, maybe about choices they've made before, or are almost looking ahead how they might be disappointed in the future. Or perhaps pinning so much hope on politicians that they're setting themselves up almost for disappointment. And it reminded me of the importance of noticing disappointment and working with it in organisations, and how often it's not something we find easy to talk about. Now, before this episode, I looked up the meaning of the word disappointment. I'm a linguist as well as someone interested in organisations, and I was wondering where does it actually come from? And it's actually quite simple. I should have realized it comes from um, disappointé in French. And it was from either um, stopping an appointment, so cancelling an appointment, or taking away someone's appointment. Which makes it quite understandable that in organizations, This would be a difficult word to use if it's so connected, even if we don't know this anymore, to taking away someone's job, someone's position. And at the same time, if we don't talk about it, it can be quite unhelpful. Think about anyone in your organisation who's disappointed you. Maybe once, maybe more than once. What does that do to the relationship you have with that person? Or think of people you feel you've disappointed. How does your relationship to them and yourself in relation to them get impacted? I learned to think more about disappointment and to appreciate it more when I was doing my master's in organizational analysis. And in one of the conversations with my tutor, he asked me to share what I'd been disappointed by in the degree and how I'd been disappointed with him. And it wasn't a question that could 
get the answer, I haven't been disappointed. It was really a, how have you been disappointed? A question to really explore what perhaps I'd hoped for or expected and didn't get. And could I share that? Could I honestly say that? Could I claim that, perhaps even? Or could we have a conversation about how my hopes and expectations might not have been aligned with what was on offer? About a year after that conversation, I would say, I had a riding accident. I fell off one of the horses I'd bought. And this was a mare with the name Vaughn which means hope in Icelandic. As I was recovering from my fall, I discovered that the word for disappointment in Icelandic is a combination of her name, Von, and Brihti, Von Brihti, which literally means broken hope. And that was really enlightening to me. Because... Why is it so hard to speak of disappointments? It's probably so hard because it means we need to own our hopes and our expectations. And the disappointment comes not so much from what happens. It comes more from what we've hoped might happen or we've hoped would be passing or we've expected maybe even would be happening. So the Icelandic term for disappointment really points out very well where we can find the location of the disappointment in our own hopes and in our own expectations. And it's one of the things that happens in elections. We have hopes which perhaps go beyond what anyone can promise us. And even if people do promise us too much, we might need to be realistic ourselves about what is possible. In the system I live in, it's never possible for one party to win so many votes that everything they promise you can happen. They will need to compromise. In other system, parties might choose to compromise. And the same goes for organisations. How are our hopes and expectations what leads to our disappointments? And how does exploring those hopes and expectations and being clear about them help us deal with those disappointments? So even though in organisations, when we get disappointed, we often like to put that on the other and maybe take away their position or give them a less good performance review or give them a warning even or tell them to improve, give them a development plan, we might need to look inside first and look at what hopes were broken, what expectations were not met and what did we have to do with that ourselves? Were the hopes ever expressed and how clearly were they expressed 
Were our expectations realistic? Did we help people achieve them? Can we see that disappointment, which I often hear about in organisations, is always as much about ourselves as it is about the other person? Because if nothing else, did we intervene the moment we started to notice that disappointment? Did we course correct? Did we express our hopes again? Did we explain our expectations? Or did we wait until we were truly disappointed? Because it's so hard and so sensitive to talk about disappointment, we create even more disappointment. And this is where we can truly learn from horses again. While horses may not have hopes as such, they do have expectations of how herd members behave in a herd. And probably because it's not so personal for them and because they find it easier to let it go, they also find it easy to give that feedback, to course correct. So they don't wait until things get go really wrong and then get disappointed. If herd members are not behaving the way they expect them, they will let them know. They might whisper at first, be just a flick of an ear or a look and If it's not listened to, that will get a little bit louder. And it can already be pretty loud before people actually notice. We are not as sensitive to those signs as they are. And ultimately, if they need to, they will shout. Which usually looks like either a kicking or a biting or something sending our other horse out of the herd for a while. But typically they don't need that because they've paid much more attention to the tiny little disappointments. The fact that I didn't want you, this other horse, to eat this close to me or I get to go there first. They're clearer about what they expect from each other. And they will signal with whispers first. So if we could really notice our hopes and notice our expectations and notice when they're not being met, when there's even the slightest sense of it, and then start to talk about it, without making it about the other person, but truly making it about what we were hoping for, what we were expecting, and how that's doing something to our relationship with the other person or to our trust in the end result, then it's going to be much easier to course correct and not get the big disappointments. It's been my experience that managers in organizations at every level have found those conversations the hardest. 
and they've often found them the hardest because they've waited until they needed to shout instead of learning to whisper about their hopes and expectations. So there's no big practice this week. There's a whispering practice. Notice your own whispers. When do you feel just a tinge of disappointment with those who work for you, with your manager, with yourself? What's it about? Which hope is being broken? Which expectation? Which boundary perhaps is crossed? And is there a way you can talk about that without making it big? What could you whisper to course correct? Try listening and whispering this week. Thank you for listening to the Herdship podcast. As I close, I have three requests and a thank you. First of all, I hope this podcast may have inspired you to try some new things. When you do, I'd love to hear from you. You can send any feedback, questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes to podcast at herdship.com. That's herd like a herd of horses combined with the word ship. Secondly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please press the subscribe button so that further installments will show up automatically in your feed and you can tune in weekly. My third and final request is that if you liked it, please share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it too. As a thank you, you will find any resources such as links to articles or books I have mentioned and practices from this episode on herdship.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm.